into review the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for and we then revisit and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses i'm your host michael jabez and i'm joined by my good friend and co-host connor akeen how's it going connor dude i'm feeling uh far worse after this week's viewing than i was after avatar forget forget post pandora depression <laughs> i want to live on wallaby street or wallaby way or whatever the fuck why can't everything be made of Play-Doh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This week we are reviewing not one, not two, but three Wallace and Gromit short films. A Grand Day Out, the 1989 short film, mm-hmm. followed up by The Wrong Trousers in 1993 and A Close Shave in 1995. I was thinking, how do you want to do this? You want to go, you sort of want to go in order? Instead of just, I think we can. I think we go out. in order, and yeah. we can. Um, you know, we'll probably bounce between them a little bit. And I would say certainly, as we get to the second one, we'll probably refer to the first, and as we get to the third, we'll probably refer to the first two. Yeah. So, um, but let's let's so more just, or less go in order. I'll just start with the. Not that there's lots of credits because there's not a lot of not a lot of actors, but uh, a grand day out, written and directed by Nick Park, uh, Peter Salas as Wallace, and uh, Peter Hawkins, uncredited as Gromit. I didn't even think that Gromit made uh, little little like noises to to be yeah. to have someone credited as, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Andy Circus as the little robot on the moon, of course. <laughs> yeah, really impressive. <laughs> it's before his time. <laughs> uh, of course, the w- w- Wallace is uh, planning to take a break to a holiday, and then they decide to go to the moon to get some cheese. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that starts that sort of perfectly encapsulates like the humor of Wallace and Gromit that he's an inventor, and so often the inventions are so overly complicated that it's not yeah. necessary. Uh, and yeah. it's sort of the largest degree here where there you go. Oh shit, we're out of cheese. The moon's made of cheese. Let's yeah, build a yeah. rocket to go to the moon to get some cheese. Yeah, the solutions Instead are of always down like. The store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the solutions and the inventions are always like to the nth degree. Yeah, more complicated than the problem. Yeah, totally. So before we like get really well and truly stuck into it, what was your experience of Wallace and Gromit uh, as a kid? I'm assuming this is something you grew up with. Yeah, I grew up with Wallace and Gromit. Uh, like I mentioned at the end of last episode when I picked it, it's mm. something that I watched. Uh, I, I like absolutely love it, but I'd completely uh, dropped off my my sort of viewing rotation in the last ten to fifteen years, and then it just popped into my head again, and I was like, "Fuck, I want to rewatch those," because I watched them to death as a kid. I think yeah. I think we had them recorded on VHS tapes when they got played off of ABC. Yeah, right. Nice. Uh, so nice, and uh, no ad breaks or anything on the videotape. <laughs> <laughs> Almost too short for ad breaks. That would be that would be yeah a pain. totally. Wallace and Gromit was not worth the advertiser's time, mm. and so I wanted to pick these three because this was one uh, the 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 following Wallace and Gromit stuff. Some of it I didn't see. I saw the movie, but that was when it came out, and there was a good jump. Yeah, I mean, the movie was what mid two thousands. 
Yeah, so it was a 10-year gap between a close shave and the, and the film. Yeah, goddamn. Uh, so these were the three that were always around. Uh, I felt like as, as for as early as I had the first one on tape, we had all three and I would just watch them all over and over again. Yeah, nice. How's about yourself, sir? Uh, similar, similar story. Um, I think I would have first seen them on uh, like ABC, maybe ABC Kids, uh, but it might have just been like ABC viewing because I feel like I remember watching it, like seeing it for the first time in the evening and with my parents uh, and they were like, oh, you might like this and, and you know, here, here watch, watch this with this. And uh, I think it was The Wrong Trousers. Uh, episode uh-huh. and it just delighted me. It was it was so funny and so wonderful and and it was one of those things that um, I think I mentioned this recently on uh, on a stream. But um, whenever I would watch stuff that was you know I I, I knew that it was intended for a a, a family audience or a, ch- a children's audience. I always felt a little bit bad when I was like, hey dad, do you want to watch this with me? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was watching it and like laughing and he like I could see him not really enjoying it like. <laughs> Or like not laughing at stuff, yeah. Because I knew, like, I, 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 I just kind of knew my dad to have a, a, a like a pretty sharp sense of humor, um, and to like laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever we would watch stuff that, in hindsight, like, just wasn't very funny, and that's why I wasn't laughing, I'd always be like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, thought that, <laughs> thought they'd get him. So watching Wallace and Gromit, watching the wrong trousers, and hearing how hard he laughed at like the goofy fucking sight gags and and these little it, it was the Looney Tunes isms, it was the mm. it was the the Chuck Jones isms that that got him. And, and that still get me to, to this day, yep. um, as we'll get into. The style of animation, the uh, art direction, and the comedy uh, really, really grabbed me. And so I went out, I think we went out like the next day and bought the, the VHS tape from the ABC shop at Fuck Fireport. yes. Yeah, yeah, bought the, the tape of uh, The Wrong Trousers. Eventually got the first one and uh, never owned the third one. Right. Uh, and I only saw it like once or twice in, in its entirety. Uh, I was thinking about it as I was watching it. Yeah, I don't think I have watched the third one um, or a- any of them for definitely a, a decade, but I don't think I've watched the third one since like early primary school, wow. meaning it has been more than 20 years Whew. since I, like at least 20 years, if not if not more, since I last watched uh, The Close Shave. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, now I'm just, I'm so teased. I'm keen, keen to hear your thoughts on that one, but we got to yeah, 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 yeah. start oh, we gotta, with the grand out. Yeah, we absolutely have to. I feel like I saw them in order. I don't know if it was because we already had them recorded and so mm-hmm. my parents were like, oh, here they are in order mm. instead of just catching them randomly on, on the ABC. But I feel like that's good because I do still really like A Grand Day Out, but it's the most obvious. Uh, it stands out as more... Uh, simplistic than the others in a lot of yeah. Lot of ways. It, it almost it almost feels like a um a proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. For what's to come, like it. Uh, when did it when did it come out? Sorry, the eighties. Eighty nine. That blows my fucking mind, dude. Yeah. I I genuinely thought all of these movies came out, you know, in the in the mid to late nineties. The fact that this was around before I I existed uh, is fucking mind blowing to me. Um, yeah, it's. I think you're right. It's it's a little rough around the edges, but I think the the direction is. Still, like, on point? Yeah, it still has that humour. It's still got a lot of charm. It's just a little bit different because there's far less dialogue. I think as it goes on, uh, they they really encapsulate and, and refine that Wallace and Gromit uh, dynamic yeah, and relationship yeah. well, where Wallace like- is the talker and Gromit has all of his silent nods yeah, to the camera yeah, and expressions the- where there's a lot yeah. of silence from Wallace. Like, Wallace barely talks in this one as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it just overall has this mood of a lot. I feel like a lot less happens in the same amount of time. And they take their yeah, time definitely. on the, I mean, the little uh, details. Uh, uh, yeah. A grand uh, a grand day out's like 21 minutes or something like that. Or it's in, it's in the it's in the 20 minute range. Because the, the others are in the 30 minute range. Yeah, the others are uh, just over 30 minutes. Yeah, but I feel like the dynamic between the characters, between Wallace and Gromit here, is still, like, established quite well. Again, this feels like a proof of concept. While you're right, Wallace doesn't talk nearly as much in this, he's still the talkative one yes. of the pair. Like, that dynamic is is really uh, concrete off the bat. I feel like the, the art direction that carries this sense of warmth and homeliness is also really uh, well established yes, off yes. the bat. In this, in the, in their home, like as soon as the, there's that wide shot of them in the living room and they've got their big uh, wing back chairs and shit, yeah. I'm like, oh, it just, ooh, it feels so, it feels so warm and inviting. And then the fact that they carry in that the over to their, of the spaceship, in the interior yeah. of the spaceship is so funny. It's this wonderful, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it, it's. I think the soundtrack helps this along as well. It's, it feels distinctly sci-fi and British. Yeah, very and British. I, and I, that I was, was something thinking, uh, I didn't notice as a kid. Like I hadn't experienced enough British culture. Oh, it's so to go, fucking oh, British. Oh, this is so <laughs> fucking British. But I get that. <laughs> I get that watching it now. I think. Um. Uh, and and I'm jumping ahead a little bit here in terms of just talking about the the series as a whole rather than this specific uh, episode. But you mentioned like the whole. You know the the solution to the problem is so much bigger and stupider than the problem itself. It also it it, it really made me think of Hot Fuzz. It really made me think of Edgar Wright's yeah, yeah. approach to you know uh, I, like I'm, I mean I'm sure there's a better way to put this, but like Hollywoodizing the uh, like mundane British life mm, yeah. where it's these bigger, big, larger than life you know capers happening in in silly you know mundane. Uh, settings but also like the and and the, the soundtrack made me think of that too because it has that kind of plotting british quality that that Edgar Wright talks about i think there's a there's a piece of music used in hot fuzz where he's like uh it's it's lumbering it's <laughs> it's this very like that's how you move that's how british people move yep. <laughs> you know bump 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 you know yeah it definitely has that quality to it yeah, in the the way that when they find the the cooker for the first time and he chucks ten p in it and nothing happens and he's just like oh, daylight, daylight robbery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you're on the fucking yeah. moon. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's the best. That's the fucking best. He's on the moon, but he's still finding shit to bitch about. Yeah, and like little petty, like oh well, I never that that that. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I love too. Like I, I feel like again, it's it's a little a little rough around the edges, mostly in terms of like I'd say the most in terms of Wallace's design. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think Gromit is a lot closer, but he is also refined in the later ones. And Wallace, yeah, definitely. He, he doesn't quite have those those wide cheeks yet to the same yeah, proportions, yeah. and that eyebrow yeah. uh, bit that flicks up that he can evoke yeah, it with. Feels it's like there, well, but that, it's not that, quite. Um, as perfectly sort of like sculpted. That Ardman, that distinct Ardman style that that becomes, you know, Shaun the Sheep and, and Chicken Run. Instantly yeah, Chicken Run is so instantly recognizable now. They haven't nailed on it just yet. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I think what they do kind of nail and what they do show that they have a a, a real flair for is uh, a cinematic quality. They mm. they make this feel like a, a it's not just here's the here's a wide shot. Here's these characters moving around and stuff. They manage to make the the shots feel cinematic in their composition. The transitions are really very, nice. Very that transition much. from them like looking at looking the, at the, the moon. moon. Everybody knows the moon's made of cheese. 
it's really like mystical sounding. Yeah, and, we get, yep. and yeah, then it's the a match camera kind of dissolve cut. Yeah, but before that, it's the camera pan. It's it, there's actual camera yes. movement. It's not just oh, we cut to a different angle. We get that that parallax scrolling of the yep. foreground and background that gives it that yep. cinematic quality. And and we get that too when um as the camera's like tilting up, showing the full scope of the the rocket that they've yes. just built. And it's little things that they. I mean, again, this feels. Like we've said, a little rough and and maybe like a proof of concept, but the they're they're still pushing themselves and and the format and the medium. Oh, absolutely! Uh, this is like as, so as far as it can go, like, in terms of stop yeah, motion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, during that movement, that camera, the the uh, the tilt up, like Wallace is still blinking as he's looking down at Gromit. Gromit's still like kind of moving his head. There's so much. It's such an involved uh, piece of work, you know. Yeah, a lot much more than say traditional animation or anime. In- specifically where they'll use those still frames and be able to move the camera and just sort of move a couple of things yep. on a 2D plane yep. to give it that effect. But that's very cost effective of not having to animate people. But this is a camera in a 3D space moving and still animating those characters. Yeah. It's very this is involved. The, this is the, the, the British sensibility Then nope, it's, if it's uh, <laughs> the job's worth doing, it's worth doing right, that kind of thing. <laughs> Because, yeah, I can't think of much that came before this in terms of medium of stop motion. Like, it was used a lot in effects back in the day with, say, like yep. the original King Kong. That would be, like, claymation mm. stop motion effects. Mm. And then we get stuff in the 80s like Robocop with the miniature of the Ed 209. It's not claymation, but it's stop motion. But I can't think of actual fully-fledged short films and, and feature films of stop motion before mm. these guys. Like, this was really on the cutting edge. Mm. The design of the robot uh, on the moon as well is is really fucking fabulous. I think he stand out. I think that when Wallace and Gromit, you can kind of tell that they've nailed it later. I think mm. that the cooker stands right next to the techno trousers and go like, yep, that's the same aesthetic. Totally. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really well established and so little, fucking wonderfully animated. The like mouse hand gloves on these little yeah, tiny yeah. metal uh, sticks. And the the way it's like animated, the way it, how much it communicates through just movements. They manage to to uh, wring so much humor out of really really subtle expressions and stuff with Wallace and Gromit. Even in this one, you know the the stuff of of Gromit. Uh, like reacting to something Wallace says with like an eye roll or something. Yeah. It's not as pronounced here, but it's still there. But the the robot communicates so much and so much like such like very human uh, yeah, yeah. Re- reactions to things like where he's got the um, telescope, the, the telescope and he like turns around and he's like looking around and then he, he happens to like turn around and look at the ro- like spot the rocket ship that's like been behind him the whole time. And he has this little like jolt back yeah. as like, a, <laughs> oh, Fuck. <laughs> and it's such a recognizable reaction. Yeah, and, yeah. And it as feels is very the, fluid as is and the, human. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as is like when he gets to the rocket ship and he like looks at the thing and writes a ticket and he's kind of yeah, tut tutting <laughs> and stuff. It's like, oh, he's a he's a like he's a lonely robot on the moon moon and he's very efficient. Yeah, yeah. Like, very he British. Like he role. finds their yeah. um their picnic blanket with all the crap and he's just like, oh no, littering. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna clean up all of this stuff and yeah. glue the little bit of moon back onto yeah. its stump. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking cute. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think he was the thing that stood out the most to me going back and rewatching, going like, oh, shit, no, he is, he's animated really well. And mm. uh, you really get that um, little emotional arc from him of, of wanting to, to ski on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit fucking dark because we know how long like he has power for when Wallace first puts the 10p in and he puts in I the 10p on a second about it. time. And then <laughs> they're like, he's, he's waving it. at the end while he's skiing and they're like, see ya. And then it's like, he's got like a minute left. 
and then he turns that, off again. Can't like. yeah, but hell, what what a minute that'll be! And when he comes back on, when when someone else goes to the moon and pops ten p in, he'll know what to do. He's found his calling. But when he gets blasted off that rocket, the like the devastation and the the, the anger that he has when he like yeah, throws it to yeah, the ground is like hit is yeah. so great. It's so it's so obvious what he's what he's feeling. Yeah, uh, whether it's yeah, surprise absolutely. or disappointment, and then he's that that little aha moment where he's bending and he's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's excellent." I think too. Uh, there's plenty of those like subtle kind of you know facial movement gags, but there's also some really quality uh, like sight gags or, or kind of slapstick bits, like when um, when they're building the ship. That uh, when he's like sawing oh, yeah. on the table, and it fucking falls down, and then there's the dissolve to uh, grommet being used as a table and just looking mm. shitty as. Yeah. And then when they're working on the ship, and uh, uh, grommet goes to do the, uh, he's doing the drill thing, and he gets stuck. Oh yeah, and, he and then he starts spinning and flips off. It's so good. I love yeah. all those like really, really fast uh, those moments. I, I think they have a, have a few of them in in each one. Yeah. But where um and when the all the rats put on their sunglasses because the yeah yeah the rats with the sunglasses is great but the i don't know how they achieve it but like that spinning motion where it really just looks like they they rigged something set it to go and just spun them around like the motion blur on it i don't know yeah, again i don't really know how good. they do it yeah but it's it's really fucking effective and it's so funny like it always elicits a laugh from me yeah yeah i like that moment as well when he's soaring because it also it establishes that like you said that that dynamic is still there grommet is he sits a bit more like a normal dog in this a lot more and his proportions yeah, kind yeah. of feel like that, where Wallace, mm. where Gromit will stand on two feet in the later ones. But when he calls for him, he's still sitting in his armchair reading uh, electronics <laughs> for dogs. And it's like, yeah, yeah no, so he's a, he's a smart dog. He, he likes to read. He's a bit into science himself. All the, um, like, book and newspaper gags uh, throughout these things yes. are so good as yeah, well. Yeah, they're always fun, just little asides. Yeah. Um, I really like I, – I noticed in this one um, – the newspaper that uh, one of them is reading, I think either at the start or when they're when they're in the ship on the way to the moon, there's a picture of a sheep yep. on one side, and there's a like a headline about a chicken. Yeah, yeah. On the other side, and I was like, <gasps> they also have a. It's in that shot because they have a a picture of a sheep hanging on the wall, and then mm. in that same shot, he pulls the the newspaper open, and there's a picture of the sheep on the newspaper as well as over his ah. shoulder on the wall. So yeah, we'll That's definitely. Funny. Definitely get into that. But speaking of chickens, the wrong trousers. I think you'll find this present a valuable addition to our modern lifestyle. They're techno trousers. Ex-NASA. Fantastic for walkies. Yeah, let's get into okay, it. 1993, based on the story by Brian Truman, written by Nick Park and Bob Barker, and additional contributions by Brian Sibley, directed mm-hmm. by Nick Park. And again, Peter Sullis as Wallace and Peter Hawkins as Gromit. I was going to say, when um, I've noticed, well, I started noticing with Wallace, especially in The Wrong Trousers, some of his uh, deliveries of lines. Oh, no, it's even in it's even in A Grand Day Out when he goes like, the crackers, we Gromit, we forgot the crackers. crackers. Yeah. He just looks and sounds like Richard Iowati. <laughs> and then I couldn't get it out of my head. I'm like, did Richard Iowati make that comparison? Design his entire personality around Wallace because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover there. <laughs> ah, okay, but uh, yes, the the wrong trousers. This this was my this was my favorite growing mm-hmm. up. 
Uh, and and it still still ranks very highly. Yep. I gotta say, it's so it's so fucking good. It's off the bat, it is just better than a Grand Day Out in every way. And that's oh, not to slight like Grand a, Day Out. No, it's no. just it's just again a fact. Grand Day Out was so early in that medium, but in that four years, you can see how much they've refined oh, the animation quality as well as mm-hmm. the the model making. It's yeah, it's yeah, awesome. just just everything, the environments and and that world feels more fully realized uh and and the characters as well in 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 every respect not just in terms of their design but their dynamics how the characters interact with e- with each other and with their world mm. it all feels so much more fully realized it's fucking awesome yeah the set design is incredible there's so much more detail in like everything scattered around the house it's it's incredible yeah. and it just amplifies yeah. that that quaint homely quality that these yeah, and I love so I love getting to spend more time in in this house. Yeah, like after seeing it a bit in the first one, and just going like, oh yeah, this this design, this it's got that chairs, sort of gremlin, gremlins quality where the dad's inventing all of this random crap. So yeah. so Wallace has his he's like uh, getting out of bed, auto trouser putting on, sliding out of the bed. Yeah, that stuff is the, so fun. What is it about like Rue Goldberg devices <laughs> that just fucking? Like makes kids go yeah, like it's <laughs> yes. just fucking. It's it's so thrilling. Yeah, visual crack. It, it is. Yeah, there's something. It's like uh, it's like you know how like little kids will also like trucks and things. Yeah, a lot. They'll yeah. get obsessed with those sort of like big vehicles, oh. bulldozers and trucks. I was watching as I was watching this. I had a realization when I was a uh, when I was a kid, probably around the the time I saw this. Certainly, certainly around the time I saw this, um, I was super into trains. Uh, oh like, yeah, like, I feel like every kid had a train phase. And then uh, this happened to coincide train with set that goes a full loop the around fucking, the house. Yeah, dude, the, so the, cool. the model train in this is so good, and that whole that whole model train sequence at the end is Whew. so fucking it's good. Awesome. It's it's equal parts hilarious and genuinely thrilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Ooh, jump on the gun. I really like again how the the character dynamics are kind of reestablished with, like you said, Wallace being more kind of talkative, almost talking to himself, and and, and Gromit just kind of they they have this like almost like uh, it's not it's not like a buddy cop kind of dynamic. It's like a it's like a a married couple dynamic. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of the odd couple sort of stuff, yeah. Absolutely. The, the the one of the bits that makes me laugh the hardest in in this short is when um, Gromit goes for his walk with the wrong trousers for the first time. He comes back and and Wallace is like, you know, reading the paper or something. He's just put a sign up for like lodgers and stuff. He's like, you know, how are those trousers then? And uh, while well, Gromit's sitting there knitting furiously, yeah. and he just he just gives him a look like, "Don't even ask." Like it's so such a pointed look, and yeah. it's hilarious. Again, it's that it's that thing where it's like it's it's uh, all all too human and communicated with just a glance. Yeah, the same with the earlier sequence where it's his birthday and he crosses it off the the calendar and he gets yeah. the the little. A letter in the mail that makes the noise, right. and there's this whole build-up of like, oh, has Wallace forgotten and all this stuff, and yeah, it, it takes you on this ride of like, oh, has he forgotten? And then he's like, oh, those presents weren't cheap either. Yeah. Oh, the bills, I yeah. know. Oh, and then it's like, oh shit, he has remembered. And then it comes along on the train and is really sweet. And then Gromit's like, oh nice. And he opens it up and it's a fucking collar, and he just gives yeah. it that look. And it's like <laughs> that disappointed. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love too that um, when he's like looking around for you know he's looking at bills or he's walking over to to, to check the uh, what their savings are at and stuff and uh, Gromit like opens up the card and just places it on the table yeah. and it's playing that goofy fucking birthday jingle and as it's doing that it slowly dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, it's so uh, the the same sort of visual gags are there in a grand day out, but they're slower and take longer to to build out. Like that sawing through the door gag is quite long by comparison, where these ones are a lot more sort of furious and, and fast. Where we get the it's- little the little gag of the card dying at the same time, just after it's like, oh no, let's check out our savings, and it's a picture of a piggy bank on the wall. And behind the piggy <laughs> bank is a safe, and he opens up the safe, and inside is a piggy bank with the savings in it. It's all these really nice little things. Yeah, it's it's really densely packed with gags. Mm. Um, They're just much more uh, efficient in the way and, of communicating those visual gags, and they've got more of them to yeah, to totally. Fill up and some of them, the some of them time. are just background gags. Like it's a real, uh, it makes for a really rewarding. You know, rewatch. Mm. Um, like I watched, I watched the wrong trousers not too long ago. Like I would say less than six months ago, mm-hmm. I rewatched it with uh, Lizzie because I was like, "Have you ever seen this?" Uh, Lizzie's my little sister, by the way, for anyone not familiar. And we watched it together, and, and she had a ball with it. Awesome. But uh, yeah, so I was like, "Ah, oh, is this gonna? You know, am I gonna have as much fun with this, or is this gonna feel like a bit of a slog? I'm just watching it for the podcast or whatever because it's been so so uh, such a recent viewing. Mm. But fuck, man, it, it hooks me." <laughs> It hooks me, especially as soon as soon as as Feathers McGraw shows up, oh. I'm I'm hooked. That fucking goofy, like just blank faced penguin with the sinister music behind yes. it is so fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I love that sort of uh, part of the tone that sort of shifts as well. That's in um, a close shave as well as wrong trousers. It has that mm. kind of like pulpy, uh, it, it, yes, like it suspense, becomes- like especially with like the intro title sequence and yeah, stuff yeah the, and the dun, musical dun. cues yeah it, it's yeah awesome. it becomes I, I almost it. It, it treats these real like really goofy fucking things in these mundane settings with like uh, a, a cinematic seriousness yeah where it's like such the music is indicating sense. to you, yeah yeah the, the the music is like indicating to you that like this is the big bad but it's a fucking <laughs> penguin <laughs> with a fucking glove on its head but he's got those oh little God, beady and, eyes yeah you can't yeah, trust yeah, people yeah. with little eyes big eyes that's like that's like open and expressive, and you know the windows yeah. to the soul and all that shit, like Pixar movies do. When yeah. you got little beady eyes, <laughs> beady it's like, little oh. black eyes, um, and it managed, they managed to do some really cool, uh, kind of creepy cinematic stuff with uh, with feathers as well. Where like when Gromit is using the trousers to paint the ceiling, and uh, Wallace is like backing out of the room, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they're they're really good," and 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 we can see there's no one behind Wallace, and then, and then he kind of bumps yeah. and goes, "Oh sorry," and turns around and and walks off. And Feathers is just there, and like he couldn't have possibly walked into frame. And like he's it's not such, even phased by being bumped. It's just this like dead, yeah, 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 thousand mile stare. <laughs> but it's like this completely like unrealistic. They're able to do like these kind of unreal gags mm. um, that that pay off in a in a huge way. They're subtle, but they're fucking wonderful. Speaking of the trousers, I mentioned it before. But Ed two hundred nine, super big Ed two hundred nine vibes from the sound effects. Ah, uh, true, true. And the whole, I like entering even... the room and stuff, and Grummet <laughs> yeah. freaking out up against the the, the wall with his ears like I, I wiggling straight up. Yeah, I didn't make that comparison. But fuck, you're right. It's, I started it's noticing totally... little things in wrong trousers and a close shave where it feels like, like you said, there's that cinematic quality. I feel like they're they're big fans of movies in general and all of those different genres. Mm. There's those wacky kind of sci-fi influences, but mm. in a way that doesn't uh, ruin the like the child-friendly wholesome manner. Yeah, I think it's it's done in the best possible way because it's the sort of thing that they know, you know, this the kids are going to watch this. 
but they also know that parents are going to be forced to watch this as well. So there's these kind of nods to things that the parents would be familiar with and, like, they, they can kind of go, like, oh, I recognise this, and that sparks a conversation with the kid, like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's this movie. You might actually really like it, you know, if the kid's old enough to watch it or, you know, whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, it kind of feeds that cycle of creativity in that way. It's fucking mm. cool. But it's not just a pure rip-off. Like, they've taken that no, sound no, design it's, and it's, gone, oh, look, this is – it's conveyed in a way that we've – shot it in a similar way and the sound effects are similar yeah. but the design of the trousers are 100% like it's, it's not a fucking true and true. Shrek reference it's like yeah. a it's yeah, an yeah. homage it's it's drawing inspiration from I love the design of the the bottom of the 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 soles of the feet looking like irons that like suction yeah it's yeah really nice. that is cool um i feel like the best of the sound design in this one is the the wrong trousers i feel like the sound design yep. we'll get to later with the close shave is like really really on point and to a next mm. level, I feel like the one thing that has that really next level uh, feeling about this one is the wrong trousers. That is the the like the actual the, trousers themselves. Yeah, the way that it like the way that it moves and it sounds going up the different mm. surfaces. Like when it goes into the big air vent and you start hearing like yeah. the dung 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 metal yeah. echoeyness about it, and that that sound yeah. that suction. When it grabs onto the yeah. the wall, or when it yeah. grabs the manual that Ro- that Gromit is reading for the first time, yeah. and again, how that is all animated is fucking wonderful. Like, and the level of uh, detail, the layers of movement, and the the layers of just shit going on in any given shot is crazy. Like the the bits where they've got the trousers moving really robotic and they've got to make Wallace move limp as though he's asleep. And then later oh, on, they've got God. Wallace, you know, freaking out and flailing his arms, but the, the, the robot like legs moving. Sort of yeah, stuff, still yeah. moving like robot legs, you know, independently of him. It's, it's so involved. Yeah, just, oh God. Like, yeah, it's such a laborious method of animating. It's, it's incredible when they can keep that in mind over the hours and hours that they're moving the yeah, little man. things, and they're like, "This material needs to move in this way, but this thing—it's fucking it psychotic, dude." Fuck, dude. <laughs> Good on him. Hey, I, like, I'm glad. Thank you for your service. All right, <laughs> I salute you, Nick Park. They're all like, they they get better and more refined as they go on, but there's still that really rough feeling where you get the texture of all the uh, with the characters because they're all clay. Whenever they get you reshaped, see, like, the you can see fingerprint yeah, marks all yeah. over it, and they don't try and make it look like. 100% perfect and smooth. They keep that there. Yeah. It's really, it's a really nice appealing texture. It's super charming. I think it it subconsciously kind of communicates to the, the kids watching it like people did this. You could do this, mm. you know. I, I can only imagine the amount of kids who, who gave Claymation a go, uh, you know, on the back of seeing this or, you know, maybe not immediately but, but down the line uh, and how many found something really fucking rewarding in that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's cool to think, and I think it, it it plays to this medium's strengths. And when Arden has done some other films later that were that I think was it a DreamWorks that did Flushed Away, and it's ah, in that yes. same style, but they didn't want to like it was too expensive, and they were like, just do it in CG, but do the same artistic style in CG, and it doesn't yeah. have that texture to it. It doesn't have that quality. It's a bit more sterile, yeah. and yeah. it's like if you're trying to make your stop motion animation look that perfect and smooth then maybe it is just easy to go CG, but this is giving it a different quality that you can't get or you can't get as CG. easily with, with CG. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an earthy quality. Mm. Uh, and I think it's, it's too the fact that they're shooting this thing with, with lenses and stuff. They are able to do focus pulls and, and you know, camera moves and stuff that, that you 
can you can replicate with with CG, but it's that uncanny valley kind of thing where mm. part of you knows this isn't real. Yeah, early CG definitely wasn't at that place now. Like they can yeah. do it quite quite well at, at this time. Or like when we talked about with Avatar, using yeah. pr- like different lenses and focus pulling and yeah, perspective yeah, and stuff but is always all there. At, but at this, that's fucking two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, that's tu- that's it. That's two thousand nine with fucking James Cameron money. <laughs> yeah, you, you said like it's it's kind of does the most with the medium i think it manages to do it manages to wring the most out of not just the the claymation thing but like the short film format it tells a really neat and fully like realized story in the space of half an hour that has you know big stakes and a a clear antagonist and a clear beginning middle and end I, i feel like this is something that i kind of had a bit of a gripe with and I try to tell people off the back of it in in TAFE and stuff. Uh, when we we did film stuff in uni, there was something that bugged me about, and still bugs me about student films, is that it feels as though a lot of them feel as though they can't tell a complete story in the the yeah. form, in the the space of, of a short film. Yeah, I definitely uh, that's feel just that not, way as well. They're going. That's oh, just not I've, true. I've got this grand feature film idea, and I'm trying to truncate it down into a short film, and it's like, yeah, tell a different story that. Will yeah, fit yeah, in exactly. this time frame, and this yeah, these guys yeah. do it so well. And, and use it use it to your advantage. Use mm. that 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 those limitations as as advantages. Like they have half an hour to tell this this uh, story that is is goofy and larger than life. So they do so in a way that the pace is so brisk. They they're getting from from one plot point to another so quickly that it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like by the time things have ramped up to like the the final chase through the house with the 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 um the train tracks and stuff, it's it's hilarious that we've gotten here in half an hour. Yeah, yeah. And and at the same time, I think that these ne- these second two, they are they've gotten better at not just eliciting the humor uh, side of it, but there's a lot of emotion that gets elicited really well yeah. and really effectively. Something yeah, that absolutely. it's like a gag, but I don't laugh at the end. I want to cry like Gromit is when yeah. McGraw has the music on and he's like banging uh, on the door and he goes into the like he's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep here then and then he's like out the back in his little doghouse with the, yeah. the earmuffs on and then he sees Feathers McGraw come in from the backyard and go and come home and then turn the music off and go to sleep and he just fucking starts bawling his eyes out and yeah. it's like yes I feel that like it's it's that frustrating and then. Yeah, that serves as a really neat way of uh, conveying that emotion so strongly. Uh, when when Gromit is uh, feeling so left out that he wants to uh, run away, mm. it doesn't feel like an overreaction. Yeah, and it's very obvious that the penguin's actually been planning this. That yeah. he's yeah. that he's been trying and, to and get him out of the picture. The fact that they managed to do all of this stuff and not make it feel as though, like, oh, this is just happening because this is what happens in movies and this is a short version of a movie. Does that mm. make sense? Like, yeah. it's, it's, um, they're not just going through Emotions. recycled plot points. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like, oh, this is a, this is an impression of, of what happens in big movies. No, this is, this is all happening. This is all happening in this movie and it's fully fledged and it makes sense and it's right for it, you know? Again, it just feels like they do the most, they wring the most out of the 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 medium and, and the the form. Yeah. And then they, they they can spend the time trying to trying to build that up in a feature length film. Like the sequence of uh Wallace being asleep and stealing the diamond and then mm. just r- going straight from that into because that's like the halfway mark. 
Yeah. Then rolling straight on into that train sequence. That's the that's like the 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 money shot stuff. That's the stuff that looks incredible and is uh, astounding to watch. Like you said, thrilling. Mm. And it doesn't like hold off on that. It's not an hour long short, and then we get that in the last five minutes. It's like no, this is like fifty mm. percent of the film is this like we're just we're there and we're going, and it just doesn't stop and doesn't let up yeah. <laughs> until the very end. And it's so satisfying for it. Definitely. And and that again, speaking of that sequence, but basically from when when uh Gromit runs away from home onwards is hilarious and uh so exciting. Like the the bit where my, I think my favorite, other than the the pointed look while he's knitting earlier on, that my favorite like very overt sight gag is when Wallace is doing like a stakeout. No, sorry, Gromit's doing like a stakeout, trying to follow feathers uh, yep. and see what he's up to. And he cuts a hole in the in the cardboard box. And uh, as he's like sitting there watching, and and feathers is walking by, feathers like stops and like turns and looks at the box, and you're like, oh fuck! And then it shows the reverse of like what um, feathers has seen, and the box has a picture of a dog on it, and he's yeah. cut holes where the eyes are. It's so fucking stupid. But Christ, it makes me laugh. Yep. <laughs> um, and all the the stuff of like, have you seen this? Have you seen this chicken? And it's very clearly just the penguin with a glove on its head. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. The like point that, 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 like, that reaction from from Wallace once he gets home. Oh my god! Where he like and he yanks pulls it off. Up, it does the, but it does like the the rubbery like. Yeah. Uh, and then he's so just like, oh, it's funny. you. It's that stupid yeah. um, the Clark, Clark Kent, Kent taking off the thing. glasses. And people are like, oh, shit, Superman's here. Like they couldn't <laughs> tell beforehand. It's so great. That's it. And then like the the the, the level of animation uh, that they display in that last chase scene with the grommet throwing down the train tracks as it's going the, the, and stuff. I, again, I don't it's know incredible. how they do it, but that motion blur. Yeah. On like, like that said, whole thing is so fucking the good. The background motion blur, like it really gives you that sense of speed. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. All of the all of the stuff of like uh, Wallace getting repeatedly like knocked off. Yeah, the like thrown out of the trousers, or when he like comes alongside with the net and <laughs> gets caught on a on a moose head. <laughs> <laughs> He's going. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I also just love the little uh, reaction of Feathers McGraw puts Wallace in the closet and turns around and Gromit's just there with the bowl the the rolling pin, <laughs> and he threatening, pulls gun and then he just pulls the gun and he just. Drops it and yeah. their hands up straight yeah. away. It's so good. Yeah. And then when uh, when they finally catch him and Feathers McGraw goes into the milk bottle <laughs> and he's just like stuck in there, it looks so fucking good. It's amazing. Oh dear. Did you notice the little the little newspaper gag at the start where I or I think it's at the start when they're having breakfast and he's reading the paper and there's uh, talks in the on the front page of um, uh, Moon Cheese yes, stock stock rises <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> stock prices um, and I feel I feel as though there's perhaps I can't I can't remember I feel like I noticed some kind of allusion to um, the, the close sitting. shave as well yeah yeah there yeah, is the sheep yeah it feels like Nick Park loves sheep. The fact that they had that in the first one, the t- pictures of the sheep look exactly spot on to that artistic style, like the yeah, cooker does. Yeah. But Wallace and Gromit still ha- they still haven't quite figured them out yet. It's like he had sheep on his mind the entire <laughs> time he's been making Wallace and Gromit. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's when do that's... we get to the sheep? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting to the sheep. Speaking shall to we... the sheep, yeah. Close shave, nineteen ninety five. Only two years after, they they feels like that they were like on a roll in terms of their writing and storytelling, as well yeah. as uh, pushing that that medium of animation. Oh, speaking of, forgot to mention, I looked up and found this out for the recording. 
The Wrong Trousers won an Academy Award for Best Animated Short. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Grand Day Out was nominated. Wrong Trousers won. And A Close Shave won the following the two years after as well. So they're both wow. Academy Award winning short films, which uh, they couldn't deserve it more. They're so fucking fantastic. So Fuck, that's awesome. A Close Shave, written again by Bob Barker and Nick Park, directed by Nick Park, Peter Salas as Wallace and Anne Reed as Wendelin. And we got sheep rustling. We finally got to the sheep. We got to the sheep. Uh, yeah, and and like off the bat, sheep uh, in the opening fucking sequence. And there is like, uh, again, it feels like they've upped the ante in every way mm. again. Yeah. Like I, I, I really, the, the leap from the grand day out to the wrong trousers is is quite is, is very significant. Mm. And I was like, how are they going to top that? Again, I hadn't seen this in, in 20 or so years. So I was like, how do, how do they actually top that? Do they top it? Or do they? is it just, you know, more more wrong trousers sans trousers? But nah, man. They do. The, they do it. The cinematic quality is, <sighs> is, again, upped. And in terms of the storytelling, it feels even more cinematic. There's intrigue off the bat. There is. I, uh, I was with you when you were talking about it last week. I always did love the wrong trousers, especially the design of the trousers I loved. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved the villain of Feathers McGraw. I hadn't thought about a close shave as much and I was thinking that a wrong trousers was like my top favorite but it's mm. definitely a close shave rewatching really? it I, I, I as yeah, a child I, think- I remember feeling like these two are on like the exact same kind of slate like they were like oh yep yeah. they're they're the same now they've gotten into that groove but yeah rewatching a close shave it's so obvious that Everything is so pitch perfect that I started, Mm. I was hit with real nostalgia watching it because Mm. every line of dialogue and sound effect and music cue is so well timed together and they just keep rolling on and rolling on all of these like little iconic moments that I remember. Yeah. It was coming back to me like so strong when I hadn't thought about it in in, in a a long time. It was awesome. I I think this one for me jumps the shark a little bit it asks me to suspend my disbelief a little too much not in a and and ultimately not in a way that made me enjoy the film less but i found myself kind of thinking about it whereas with the wrong trousers i feel like it's really neat self-contained it kind of makes sense the time space in in which everything takes place makes sense whereas here it's like the the section in the middle where gromit gets uh, you know arrested incarcerated and is in prison for how long like (laughs) that it's it's hilarious it's hilarious but it, it 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 goes kind Kind of, um, it, it becomes really, really fucking wacky. Sort of, uh, and, 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 and not, not in a way again that that made me enjoy it less. And I would say I think it, it does everything that the wrong trousers does, but better in basically every other way. I just I appreciate the kind of neatness of the wrong trousers a little a little more. That's I don't interesting. Know. That's really interesting because for me, my memory of Curse of the Were Rabbit felt like it kind of jumped the shark. I feel like a close shave keeps. Uh, the scope quite similar, even though yeah. we've got big grand uh, like action sequences or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's still Wallace, and there's like one other human character, and I like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So there's a bit more yeah. dialogue, but it still feels very uh, of that same level. Wherein Curse of the Were Rabbit, it's like there's the whole town, and there's like fifty characters in this town meetings yeah. and all this yeah, stuff. And yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, eh, I like, uh, I like. Yeah, I, I, I think it's still it. It never stood out to me like that. I feel like. Mm. The climax ups the stakes from the climax of uh, yeah, the wrong I do trousers, like that. 
but I yeah. just I'm just laughing the whole time. The motorbike chase with the sheep, and then yeah. the, oh, uh, that's so good. And then yeah. going into the the dog food factory and having that confrontation. It's all yeah. just so good. I think from from the moment, in fact, it, it, it is a it is a an identifiable precise moment with the, the, where this movie comes alive for me, and I'm like completely on board. And I go, ah, fuck it, I don't, I don't, I don't need to suspend my disbelief. This is fucking great, and I'm like back on board. Okay, is the the bit where Gromit's in prison doing the the uh, the puzzle? Yes, <laughs> and it says like you know 8 p.m. A friend, and he like looks at the thing, looks at the clock, and then like looks over at the window, and uh, Sean's in there and goes, ah! and then holds up a fucking like uh, circular, uh, saw. circular saw. <laughs> And just starts going at it like that. It is so fucking funny. And then from there on, it's it's hit after hit after hit in terms of like gags and uh, exciting set pieces. Like I I cheered. It it's incredible when because when, uh, when he's like fallen down in the uh, when when Gromit's oh, they're yeah, on the, the sidecar of the motorbike. The, the sidecar comes loose and goes off the cliff. I was it's it's going down. I was like. Something. What happens here again? Something thrilling happens here, and then the fucking wings pop out, and he starts flying. I was like, "Ah, this it's is so cool!" So cool. Want to take it back to the beginning though, because again, we're getting ahead uh-huh. of ourselves. Too excited. I'm, I'm just so excited. A, I really like how it it starts off nice and slow and, and builds the the yep. the suspense or the the intrigue of the the sheep like scuttling around the house and biting into stuff yeah. uh, is really great. And then we get some really nice early moments of the how how far the animations come that they're mm. able to be like, no, nah, we didn't just save this for the, like the last train scene. There's some really mm. sick uh, stuff to begin with. I love the porridge shooter. Yeah. That for me was the was that as a kid that switched like the lights on and was like, yes, holy crap, that's such a cool gadget. I was obsessed yeah, right. with that one. Um, I love, again, the shooter as well as... Then using the 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 like the Bat Cave esque oh, Rube Goldberg machine of getting yeah, into the yeah. motorcycle, yeah. It, it's all <laughs> it's of really that. Wonderful. Like, yeah, this is so much more involved. And yeah. then we get the, the the amazing end to it, where Gromit just walks over and opens a door and, and like goes out into the garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't need the machine. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I love that bit. And then just like driving outside, it's got that speed again. That that motion blur behind it is really cool. And then. Yeah grabbing the ladder and lining it up and like hitting it into the drain <laughs> and like propelling himself back on top. Yep. And it does that that stuff really nicely where it's, it's really thrilling to watch. But then once Gromit smacks onto the windows and starts window washing, yep. it slows down again and it calms down and we still get that yeah. good character interaction stuff and the story still takes the front foot and it is important. They don't skip over yeah. that just for the sheer Yeah. And uh, they, they find yeah they find um, uh, opportunities to sneak gags in and stuff and and like it's 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 goofy kind of sight gag kind of stuff uh, that'll make kids laugh but it's also genuinely funny it has this kind of it's uh, again I kind of the Looney Tunes quality or like the Chuck Jones kind of uh, isms it's not just it's this wonderful mix of the British the oh so British kind of setting and sensibility with a little bit of this, like, kind of cigar-chomping or, or carrot-chomping kind of, <laughs> yeah, see, like, uh, American, like, delivery of, of certain gags, like, where the, the, I mean, it's a wool shop, for fuck's sake, so it feels very British that, <laughs> the, that he's staring at this woman through the, the window of yes. a wool shop. And um, then a little, little love the, the little, side moment. Yeah, yeah, but then, like, the bungee cord coming coming down and him, like, wiping the windows. As with, with all the suds. This, this, <laughs> Really fucking comical, like, 
<laughs> yeah, that's what like, I mean. It comes it's, and goes. It's it's really fucking funny. That's where I, I think like the execution is so like pin razor sharp, pinpoint spot yeah, on in this. Yeah. That it's the the like the look through the window and the like the little bit of the romantic music comes in yeah, and it starts yeah. to swell and then the well, sound see, effect of the as he as yeah, he does it yeah. it's just like oh my god and and this is the thing like it it's the the story for me goes a little bit uh, uh, just just because I like how neat the structure of the wrong trousers is this kind of again like I, I can't think of a, a better way to put it than jumps the shark for me in terms of the story but the way it's executed is is perfect i can't mm. fault it in terms of its of, of anything on a technical level uh for it it's just there's a neatness to the wrong trousers that i really fucking like that's fair enough i think that there's a real neatness in this because they do like a, a like the nice little like setups and stuff like uh when they have sean they come home and he's fucking eaten everything mm. also love that little gag uh just quickly when Wallace gets the phone call to go and... And, and he's resting his feet on the sheep. he's resting his feet sheep. on the sheep and the sheep is eating <laughs> out of the, the normal footstool, taking him down to the basement. And I noticed this time, like, it is the exact same, uh, like, still the same scale of basement. Like, the steps that he walks down is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. From pinpoint as a, uh, a grand day out. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's that, cool. too. I really appreciate that in the wrong trousers we get more of the, the living space and stuff, but here we get way more of the basement and that you go, oh, this is actually, like, this isn't something they forgot about. This is part of that world It's and still stuff. there. And, uh, yeah, and having that really huge nice. washing, shaving machine that they put Sean through and the, yeah. like, the printer that knits the different coloured yeah. wool and stuff, it's so neat. I love it. And, uh, and then it's got that little, the robot again that chucks on Wallace's shirt and vest. <laughs> In the morning, but it chucks it on. It's just this little, like it only fits over his head. And I, there's just yeah. something so funny I, I I find about Sean with his little shaking, clacking legs and teeth yeah. from being cold. Again, it's that sound design that's like so crisp and spot on yeah. um, that like it gives you that. It's like sounds that you can feel kind of quality. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. And it's like, oh, we accidentally shaved this sheep. He's cold. Let's put a little jumper on him that we knitted out of his wool. And that's yeah. just him walking around wearing a fucking jumper. It's so it's so funny and absurd and, and and adorable. And it's also really effective in placing this sheep aside from the rest of the random sheep that aren't as emotive and 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 switched on like like yeah, he is. Yeah. And it's a really sweet little kind of arc where they're like Gromit is frustrated by the sheep to begin with because he's eaten everything, but mm. then they try and help, like Gromit, Gromit tries and helps him before he gets framed, mm. and then Sean realizes that and like one and like is actively helping Gromit then mm. as well. It is sweet. He's not yeah, just yeah. He stops like he, Sean stops just being this like dumb sheep that's like eating everything. Yeah, and and has that that character to him. Yeah, yeah, totally. And in that really sad scene where <laughs> the montages of the the newspapers <laughs> and just going, oh, Gromit, and then crying yeah. and stuff. And then it's like him and Sean are reading the newspaper before the rest of the sheep yeah. are, are sad as well. And then by the end of it, every, all of the sheep are behind him, behind his armchair, yeah. reading, reading the newspaper and crying as well. Oh, Gromit. Yeah, yeah, it's it is wonderful. nice. Yeah. And yeah, I love the fact that, uh, like, that, like you said, that that jigsaw puzzle. I love that Gromit's crying, but then he's doing the entire jigsaw puzzle blind. I love that 
that yeah, reveal. Yeah, he's just like staring that, off into space. He's just staring off and every single piece is like perfectly going into the spot that it goes in yeah. of this 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. Well, it's so a, it's a we good that like, surprise that when he looks down when it's finally finished, it's like, oh, there's, a, there's, an, <laughs> there's something written on it that he hasn't noticed yet. It's great. It's a really good gag and it keeps the pace moving really briskly so that they're able to tell this story that is re- it's the biggest and wackiest thing they've it told is, up yeah. to this point. And that's that's the way that I feel like it's jumping the shark. Like none of the the things that happen in the story feel like they don't make sense to have happened. No. Uh, no. It doesn't feel like they're skimming over details or anything uh, in the name of advancing the 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 plot, but it's just the the scale is is much larger and yeah, I kind of it is. I I do like that kind of smaller scale story of, of the wrong trousers a little bit more that's fair enough uh but again it's it's up to that point like like up to that point i'm like fuck this is this is getting really big i kind of miss being at home with the wrong trousers <laughs> but then but then the fucking oh. the prison break sequence and i'm like okay this has gone right back around like this is this is goofy fucking snake in a pringles can eating its tail shit man like i i i'm, I'm on board again i like uh i like the way that the the oatmeal shooter is integrated in a way that in the, the wrong trousers we get the little uh, catapult spoon with the jam on it yeah and that yeah comes back as a gag that Gromit gets jam on his face which is fun but then this yeah. goes from oh Wallace got fucking smashed with oatmeal so he got stuck to the wall with it to yeah. hey let's put suds in it and use it for the paint for the window washing yeah and then. Oh, now it's a gun mounted on the plane, and he can shoot at the <laughs> truck with it. It's so Using cool. The thick porridge mix. Yeah, the thickest yeah that porridge. whole bit is 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 awesome. And the um, there's heaps of of really cool little like callbacks um in this one. It feels like a really uh, again like the 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 ways in which it may jump the shark a little bit for me. I uh, absolutely forgive it those things because uh, it feels it, may, it it feels like this really big triumphant final chapter yeah, in this in this trilogy does. where like the uh, the way the music swells when the plane wings come out and he grommets flying oh, and it's, it's like, fucking shit. fabulous and and all the all the gags with the the kind of silly gags that we got with the train set here it's like just upping the ante so much more with the the bike sequence and like all the all the sheep on yes. the bike and he's oh like get God. yourself organized and then they're doing the pyramid and shit it's so funny yeah. and then Gromit flies past and and like him and all of the sheep salute <laughs> they, him they salute him <laughs> oh my god um, and, and then the, they go through the, the tunnel and they go in the tunnel shape yeah it's yeah. awesome but in terms of like references the, the bit before Gromit gets broken out on the wall of his cell it says feathers was here yeah yeah which is really fucking funny. I love how they they, they put all of those little details in. Yeah, yeah. And again, he's, like, re- I think he's reading Crime and Punishment. Gromit, yeah, Crime and Punishment. And it's a Penguin classic. And it's got that yeah, orange, with, it's got orange the fucking spine. Penguin. But it's got the Penguin and on it, it. It's written by like Fido Dostoevsky or yeah. something like that. Um, I feel like Gromit has always kind of had like a Snoopy inspiration quality to it. Yeah. So then yeah, when he's yeah, in yeah. the red plane, it's like, oh, that's Snoopy yeah, in the red baron. Like red it's baron so nice shit. that it's it's that reference. And then you got like the little like the reference to Terminator with Preston being a yeah, robot. Yeah. And I love that before we get to that, the kind of like up until that point, you're like, all right, there's something off about this dog. And the bit that kind of twigs you to, oh my god, we're not dealing with just a dog here, is like also I, I'm I'm I hope it's a like a a uh, deliberate reference to the first to, to a grand day out when um he comes through the wall and he's like firing the the porridge and you're like yeah 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 it's gonna oh, push him into the thing the and then he catches the propeller yeah. and you're like that's such a fucking cool uh reveal or you know um moment and then it's like followed up immediately by like of course the plane's still gonna spin spinning. and then Gromit does the spinning thing like it's it did with the drill in a grand day out 
Yeah, yeah. So fucking cool. Yeah, no, that's I, I, I saw that as well. I was definitely getting Grand Day Out vibes. You, you awesome. pogged? I pogged. I need to know you pogged. All right, good. I uh, I love the animation of the the sky perspective of Gromit flying and then also seeing mm. the ground and the truck driving along the road. It's stunning. The scope or is when huge. He's, when he's uh, flying in that uh, curving around motion and we're seeing the town down below with the, the clock tower. Yeah. And then yeah. I love that where they're like, do something, Sean. And Sean just like flicks on all the, <laughs> the, the switches. <laughs> but then it like it gives the message to Gromit. Just all of that, like bit after bit, it's all the sound effects and and uh, the music when he's uh, pulling the wings in and smashing through all the doors yeah. and the holes. And then the third one, he's a little bit too slow and the wings get smashed off. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, it blows me away that, that final, like that second half of a close shave. Yeah. And I do like, it is, it is really cool. Again, having the, the third one be this kind of grand finale where there is actually a genuinely sinister villain uh, and some intrigue and, yeah. you know, fun new characters and all that stuff. And then a funny, nice little way of wrapping it up where it's like, oh, no, Wendelin and Wallace would never work. She can't stand cheese. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not even Wensleydale. <laughs> and when he says, he's like, what's wrong with Wensleydale? <laughs> yeah, he's so, he's so offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the the other side of me, I think, that likes the close shave more is that I'm such a, a nerd for animation and I love that medium so much. And yeah, there's just so much fluidity to the animation in a close yeah, shave yeah. where there's maybe even little tiny bits, the wrong trousers where their arms and legs are kind of a little bit stiff and less wooden, uh, less fluid. Yeah. But in this, you've got Gromit bouncing up and down on the bungee cord and yeah. all of the the suds like yeah. doing liquid and it like running down the windows is so, so more like a, like a step above what they were doing in a, in a, the wrong trousers. It makes me stop and wonder and go, how the hell are they doing that? Like, wait, yeah, I know now that stop motion is a medium where they're taking still photos and, and sequencing them together. So I'm like, how are those things flying through the air and not like falling out of the sky while they're yeah. taking yeah. each frame? And it like, it switches my head on and goes like, this is a magic trick and I want to yeah. try and figure yeah. out the solution but I can't and that really thrills me about uh, animation. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I think um the my my slight preference for the wrong trousers is a, is a very personal bias thing. I think a close shave is like better in every fucking way mm. uh, on a technical level and is a real uh, it's a real marvel marvel it's a real treat. Yeah, yeah. I can totally um respect that because I do love how how they do feel like really good stories, their own stories that uh, sit together really well in a collection. Like I love the idea mm. of it just being these little adventures. And I always had the connotation that a close shave started that idea of the characters like having a new job every time. It was like, oh, they're window mm. washers in this one, but now they're pest controllers and all of this stuff. But yeah. I realized like that's not really in this one because they didn't have a, a profession in the wrong trousers to have changed from. But uh, yeah. I like how that sets that up. And it is just down to, yeah, we like they're all good, but what moments do you prefer out of out of which one yeah. can be your favorite? Yeah, totally. It is really yeah. cool. And uh I'm hoping that uh there's a there was another short film made after the 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 film Curse of the Were Rabbit in two thousand and eight called A Matter of Loaf and Death. And I haven't watched this one yet. And no, me neither. part of the reason why they didn't include it. But it looks like to me <laughs> that it's like, oh, there's, it looks like it's another short film with like two human characters in it and it's not the big bombast that Curse of the Were-Rabbit was. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hopeful that maybe th that it will stand to that same level of quality as a close shave and the wrong trousers. Yeah. And uh, who knows, yeah, maybe, so 
maybe there'll be a second episode down the track of Wallace and Gromit for the, for the podcast if uh, that we can that we can revisit the Were Rabbit Perhaps. and Matter of Life Look, and Death. Let's watch it ASAP and then uh, yeah, if we do ten find years it, from now, if we we'll, if we build some nostalgia for it, we'll you'll revisit. Know about it. And review it. Yeah, it was fucking awesome revisiting these. Uh, I had a, a, a real ball with them. Uh, I think they hold up really wonderfully. And I, 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 I hope that they're still, I feel like they're still kind of a household name, mm. Wells and Gromit. Like, I hope they are. Yeah, so do I. I feel I. like <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, like, uh, there's so much on offer here in terms of, like, this could this could get a kid into uh, into animation. This could get a kid into filmmaking, into storytelling, into uh, fucking music, yeah. or like you know sound sound design stuff. I was always a little bit disappointed scores, with the Shaun know. the Sheep show because I was a lot older when it came out. But I feel like it was aimed at such a young audience, but not that much younger than the audience that a Grand Day Out could be aimed for. Yeah. But I found myself getting nothing out of it as an adult. I found I got some laughs out of Shaun the Sheep as like a. a uh, shit, I would have been like early teens. Yeah, yeah. At that point, and and I got some laughs out. It was, it certainly felt like it was aimed at a much younger, broader de- demographic. I certainly wasn't the target audience. The animation wasn't pushing the envelope as much because it was a TV series that was long form that had multiple, multiple, multiple episodes. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they sort of had a more, more constraints in terms of a budget. Yeah, and I don't think they were necessarily trying to push the envelope with that show. This. Yeah. These these shorts uh, feel ambitious. Yeah, you know, and um, in, yeah, in I think they've way. aged wonderfully. I think the only one maybe is a grand day out might be a bit like I as a as having nostalgia for it. I feel like it still holds up and has aged all right. But I don't know if giving young kids something like this to watch when they're used to seeing the quality of CG animated movies and other uh, feature length yeah, stop motion animation yeah. films that have come after, like the I figure, I'm blanking on the name, but the studio that makes. Coraline and Kobo and the Two Strings uh, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Their stuff is like unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, if they've if they've encountered any of those films, like sitting them down to watch twenty minutes of a Grand Day Out, they might like lose their their interest yeah, or I, be, I think, be bored. I honestly think you can start you can start watching these movies from the wrong trousers. I think oh, the wrong absolutely. trousers is a great place to start. Then hit close shave, uh, and then if you want, just as like a a kind of. Uh, exercise in like, oh, how did this start? Watch a grand day out. Yeah, there you go, parents. That's Connor's official recommendation. <laughs> if yes. You're, how to introduce your kids to Wallace and Gromit. Show your kids Wallace and Gromit in that order and then list, let them listen to Pantera. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and then show them, then show your kids this episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, they're both on Spotify. Pantera <laughs> and this podcast are on Spotify. It doesn't matter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If, if you did, please consider recommending it to a friend. That's sort of word of mouth is the best, most helpful way uh, to help us grow. But if you really liked it, we're like, dude, is there a way I can give these guys money? You're in luck. There is. We, <laughs> we have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can chuck us a couple of bucks and get extra alternate cover arts for the episodes and early access and all that, that good stuff. We would like to know this week. What I want to know is, did you grow up watching Wallace and Gromit? And if so, what is your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. I'm keen to hear if anybody's favorite is a grand day out. It doesn't feel like that's normally the case. No, I would be shocked to know that. I would be shocked. If you did, let us know. You can let us know. Yeah, don't like approach us in public or anything, but, <laughs> you know, we'd love to know. <laughs> but, but, you know, th- through the, the podcast social medias that are in the, the, the description of the episode, that's where you can contact us and let us know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No more of this rocking up in the middle of the night at our house because you got gripes with. <laughs> 
fucking avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have, a, have an in-depth in discussion in the middle of the night? None of that. It's funny. Next week, uh, Connor, where yeah. do you want to go? What's your pick? Okay. I, uh, I feel like this is a good one to hit up on the back of Claymation. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's also one that I've wanted to hit up for a while that I thought maybe I'd leave a little a little bit of a, a gap before hitting this one. But I think it's a it's a good one to hit after after claymation. Uh, it's another uh, form of of storytelling and filmmaking that is not seen as much these days. Puppetry, Ooh. specifically marionette puppets. Marionette puppets. Team America, World Fuck Police, baby. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fucking love puppets, uh, yeah. dude. I was just going through my list and I was like, oh, that feels like such a good like a good one to follow this up with. Yeah. Because initially I was thinking, oh, maybe Chicken Run or something. I'd love to do Chicken Run at some I'd love point. To do but let's, let's, well. let's space the art yeah. and picks out a little bit. Yeah, we don't want to burn through all of their stuff and then have nothing nothing in the future to go back to. Exactly. Team America World Police. Let's let's hit this one. Heck yeah. Or should I say America fuck yeah? You should absolutely say that. Awesome. Well, if you want to follow along at home like a book club uh, to get that extra juicy bit of context, we strongly recommend you watching the film ahead of time as well. And join us next time when we find out whether our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose-tinted glasses. Do something, Wallace.